Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. All right. Come on, let's clap our hands for Jesus. It's all about Him. What an honor it is uh, to be here. Here, Pastor, let me make sure you get your Bible there. That's an important aspect of your tool belt. Uh, it's good to be here. I love being here on my birthday weekend anniversary. I'm all about that. Come on, let's bring on the cupcakes and the dancing bears. It's just going to be incredible. I was able to spend some time out in the courtyard there in between the last services and get to participate with those that were being baptized and all the fun that's happening out there. So just a great day, great day. Honored to be here. And um, just grateful, man, just to see what God is doing. You know, none of this happens when you walk around here and you see all that's happening with kids and hear all the amazing things about how many people that have come to Christ, which is a, you know, that, that's 864 uh, people that came to Christ and that, that's 864 ones. That's all individuals that all have a story, all have a name and all those names matter to God. And all that happens because of people that just have a big heart and people that want to make a difference with their lives. And it happens because of generosity. None of that happens without resource and because of your faithfulness in your giving and when you t- are faithful in your tithe and offering and you participate and that's the heartbeat of this house I mean it is literally the, the reason why you exist I was looking at your website maybe you never looked there and you, you can see all the amazing ways that you can get connected here uh, at Queen City Church and I love the vision behind what we do and, and the reason why God sent your pastors here and I love it right here it says we exist just a reminder on a three-year anniversary we exist to reach all people. Can I have a good amen for all people? Uh, every kind of person, every every situation, every season, every phase of life, all people, uh, and, and teach them uh, to have a relationship with God that gets better and better. And I believe that's how it's supposed to work. And so... Uh, you could, I, I could be a part of that. I can serve that. I can, I can give to that. And, and they make it easy here for you. It's not a maze. It's not confusing. Uh, you can be a part of that through next steps as, uh, Pastor Brian talked about. Uh, and, and then also through small groups, which is so important. Uh, I, I would not be here today if it wasn't for a small group when I came to Christ. And then also being able to be a part of a team. Uh, I love a place that's easy to get on a team, easy to find you a spot to serve. And so that's what the heartbeat of this house is. And so much, so much of that comes right out of the heart of pastors who love God. They love you. They love each other. They love this community, love this region, love people. And I thank God for your pastor. He's a great preacher of the word, integrity, good steward of finances, and just someone good to follow. You know, when God gives you the gift of a pastor, he gives you a great gift. And can we clap our hands for our pastors and thank God for them? And y'all have led well, led right, led through COVID and being a church and online and in different locations and that just takes good leadership and 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 I know many of you are grateful that maybe you've been here from the beginning or you just started coming to be a part of this church but uh you're glad that pastor brian is your pastor for the last three years but you wanted to be your pastor for the next 30 years and so you pray for them and i know god is using him in a great when i talk about your pastors and a lot of times churches are wanting to get planted so they where do we go learn from where where's a model church we always say you want to make a stop in cincinnati and come to queen city church to see this team and you've got a great staff worship and all that 
but uh, it's always the same thing. And Pastor Brown is a great leader. And I think he's a great leader because he's a great servant. He just loves serving God and serving people. And so it's an honor to be here on three years and bring you greetings. Uh, myself and Mayo so well. Mayo's here with me, who is one of our pastors at Church of the Highlands. But he's just announced that he's going to be leaving, going into a new season. So he's going to be a church planner. He wants to go do this in the ATL. Come on, come on, shout out for the ATL. Mayo, I want you to stand. Let's clap our hands for Mayo so well. Come on. He's a war eagle. He's an Auburn. He's an, he played football to Auburn, and now he's going to the ATL to plant a church. So if you know people in ATL, make sure you get connected with Mayo so they can go and be a part of that church plant. But bring you greetings from Church of the Highlands, a church like this where people are getting baptized and people are finding family and lead small groups and then also planting churches with ARC. We, we will plant nine churches today. Brings us up to 973 churches in the last 20 years. And because you say yes, I know at the close of our time, you'll have an opportunity to give, give your tithe and offering. And you say yes to that. We get to say yes to couples who want to plant churches in like Cherry Hill, New Jersey this weekend at Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, out, out on the West Coast, plant two churches on the West Coast today. And I uh, got, got a couple churches that we're going to plant in Idaho this year. Going to plant two in Montana. Got our first church planting in Alaska. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of you feel like, oh, I feel led to West Palm Beach. I don't know if I feel led to Alaska to be a part of that launch team. But uh, it's just neat to see what God's doing. Bring you greetings from uh, Alabama. I pastored in Louisiana for 20 years. And then we relocated to Birmingham about nine years ago. Our family's doing well. Never communicate without showing a picture of our family. So uh, this is the Rizzo's right there. That's our lovely family. My daughter, McCall, she married a young man, Trey. They they, they uh, are, are been married a couple of years. And then that's my son, Dylan. He was up in New York, but now it's with us in Birmingham. That's our baby, Isabella. She goes to Alabama. And then that's my lovely wife, Delenn Monique. We've been married. We always say we've been married somewhere between 32 and 34 years. Somewhere there. We're still trying to debate how long we've been married. and uh, But that's my wife. And she's something else. That's a strongest woman I know right there. She is strong woman. She will love you, uh, you know, cook you a jambalaya. But if you roll up in her front yard and mess with her kids, she will fight you. I'm telling you right now, she is not afraid to fight you. And that's a strong girl. And uh, we're just grateful to be here. Love this church. Um, love what God is doing. It's an honor to be here uh, on, on a three-year anniversary because of what God has done. And, and it's because of good people that just love God. So I want to talk for a few minutes and jump right in to God's word. I want to talk, which really is a heartbeat of this house. I want to talk for a little bit about make room, make room. And, 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 and we'll talk about that. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Speak to us today. Thank you for your word. And thank you for worship. And Lord, our pastor encouraging us and to be able to see what you've done in all these lives and the difference that you're making in our own lives. So Lord, we lean into you. We need your word. We need more of you, Jesus. Uh, Lord, we're not there yet. We've not arrived. Uh, teach us, show us. And Lord, bless every person who's going to get baptized today. In Jesus' name, everybody said a good amen. Uh, turn to the person next to him and say, say, I'm glad you made it here on the three-year anniversary. Come on, look at the other person that was your second choice. Look at them and say, because you need a little church today. Everybody needs a little church. Little church, church. So 
so we were not, uh, my, our family were not church going people. Uh, we were raised in a community in South Carolina, beach community, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We did not go to church. Every once in a while we go to church. Like at Christmas, we go to like a Baptist church. And my dad was Italian, Italian Catholic. So Easter, we went over to the Catholic church. And if we did that twice, that was a lot of church. So we didn't go for like five years. Cause that was a whole lot of church in one year. And so didn't go to church any much at all. Uh, and, and so I was, I never woke up. I don't ever remember many mornings in my whole life. My family was saying, get dressed. We're going to church. And it was not because we were wicked people or, you know, evil and, and insidious people, you know, things like that. We, we just didn't go. And, uh, and I, so I was, I was not looking for church. I, I didn't show up in church and just, you know, give my life to Christ and, and fill out a connection card. All those amazing things and those opportunities that we have now in these environments. Um, I, I don't know if I would have ever come to church, but the church did an outreach uh, in our community. And, and because of that outreach, because of a serve, when you do a serve day, when you do a serve project, sometimes we wonder, is anybody getting reached? Is, is anybody out there listening? And so a church did an outreach. It got my attention. Later on, a couple weeks later, I gave my life to Christ and I ended up in church. And so, yes, it does work. And yes, people are being reached because of your sacrifice and because of your generosity. So when I got in church, didn't know anything. I never read my Bible. And uh, I remember being encouraged to read my Bible and, you know, and then started understanding about the Bible. I had no idea that there was an older Testament and then there was a newer Testament. I didn't understand that one was old and one was new in my mind. And then in the New Testament, uh, I, I, I began to understand that there were these things called the Gospels, that there were four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. First thing I ever read was the, was the Gospels and, and began to read the Gospels because my pastor said that is where you learn what Jesus is like, how, how to become like Jesus, how to, how to understand the life of Christ. And so over these years, I've always kind of counted myself as a student of the gospel. If I have free time to read or if I'm just enjoying some Bible reading, I'm going to normally turn uh, to the gospels. Of course, all of it is anointed. We learn from all of it, but that's my favorite place to read. And out of the gospels, uh, the, the book of Luke is my favorite book because it gives some details. Uh, it gives some viewpoints. It has some angles about the life of Christ that some of the other writers do not have, and it is detail-oriented. Uh, it takes longer to say it than some of the others do. My, my, my youngest daughter takes a while to say something. I mean, it's just amazing. She, my oldest daughter gets right to the point. Just in, in, one, in, in 15 seconds, she could tell me everything about it. My other daughter, we're three hours in, and I'm still in an introduction. You know, we're, just, we're still being introduced to the idea. And Luke is a little bit like that. It's a longer gospel and, and there's a window in the, in the book of Luke that describes just the heart of God, I think for mankind, the heart of God and how God wants to use us around this idea of make room. And so I want to read you this window, Luke chapter 14, uh, verse uh, 15. It says, when one of these were at the table with him, heard this, he said to Jesus, so they were talking at a table, and I love how someone just says back to Jesus, like they're having a conversation, he kind of interrupts the conversation, and says, uh, blessed are those, uh, is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus then replies, and he tells this story. He says, certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited. So they'd already received the invitation. Come for everything is now ready. 
But it says that they all alike began to make excuses. You got to underline that, excuses. The first said, I have bought a field. I must go and see it. Please excuse me. So he's got a lot going on. He's got a big portfolio. He's got things that are happening. He's super important, super busy, really being pulled on. So he's not going to be able to fit that in his schedule because some other things have cluttered his schedule. Then the other one makes an excuse, says, I've just bought a yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. So I've got some other things happening, some other reminders, some other alerts are, are hitting me and I need to go make sure I take care of those. It, it has something to do with some income and, and it's going to help me further some things in my life. So please excuse me. Still another said that I just got married. You got to love that excuse because it's just like, yeah, man, that's not going to happen. That's just never going to happen. And, uh, and that's a relational excuse. Sometimes a relation, we can use it as a, an excuse as a relationship that man, I can't do that because of my relationships or because of this. And so they come back and tell the master and report it all to the master. Then the owner of the house who remember has paid for everything. He's prepared. Everything uh, became angry, ordered his servants. He said, I need you to go back out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town of this town right here, bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. It's a great list. The poor, the crippled, the lime, and the blame. The blind and the lame. So, and, and so they do that, sir. The servant said, uh, what you ordered has been done. That's all happened. But then they say this, there's still a problem. There's still room. And I love that word room. I studied it a little bit because it, 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 mean, it means more than just uh, there's still a, a, a chair open. It, it means actually space. It means chance. It means opportunity and it means opening that there's still an opportunity out there for someone else to participate or to partake on what you have prepared and paid for. That's a problem for the master because the master has gone to great expense to provide everything that everyone needs. Think about that. How many remembers you telling the story? Jesus is telling the story. He's telling it about himself. He's telling it about the heart of God, that the heart of God is big enough for every need and every person on the planet. He's already paid for everything that's needed. Anything you need in life can be found in Christ. It's already been purchased for you and is free. And, 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 but there's, there's still a chance for someone else to participate in it. So, so the master told the servants, I need you to go back out to the roads and country lanes and, and expand the search. Let's just not limit it to our town. Let's, let's broaden this search a little bit. Let's, let's go find some other people, some other places. That's what I love about a church. Who, that's why I love church planning. Let's go to a new city. That's why I love when a church says, hey, let's open up another campus. Hey, let's go online. Let's, let's, let's create another opportunity for college students. Let's, 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 let's start another small group. Let's do another outreach in this community. Let's go partner with the food bank. What are we doing? We're expanding the search. We're broadening the opportunity. We're broadening the generosity of what? The master who's provided everything for everyone so that they can participate. And then he says, because this is what I want to see happen. I want my house to be full. I want my house to be full. I want as many people as possible to experience everything that I have provided. That is the kingdom of God. Can I have a good amen? The kingdom of God is about making room. It's about a, an invitation. 
We serve an inviting Savior. An inviting Savior. I, I never forget years ago when I was pastoring in Louisiana. Uh, we were, I mean, our church was so small. Little, I mean, small. Little baby church. Like little tiny baby church. We started with 12 people. And I preached my first sermon about 100 miles an hour. And uh, seven people quit that night. And just said, man, I'm, we're going to have to take Dramamine if we come here. It's just motion sickness. And so we back to five. Three are in the family. Come on. They couldn't leave me. I mean, it, it, so we just so small and we, and there's so many great churches in our community. We just out there loving people and we start reaching some people. Next thing you know, a couple hundred people came to our church and I was so excited. And, and I remember for one Sunday I was, I was speaking, Pastor Brian, and I was so excited. The lady said, Hey, there's somebody here. She works downtown. Whoa. We'd had no one in our church who worked downtown. <laughs> that was like high level, like stratosphere. Like she works downtown. So like the next Sunday, they come, oh, oh, come here, take pastor. She work, here she is. Her name's Mary. She works downtown. I was like, oh my, I was nervous. I was like, it's good to see you. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you introduce yourself like the wrong name. You're like, hey, my name's Roger. My name's Dino. What am I doing? And she said, yeah, I work, for, I work for one of our senators. Now I'm a vomit. I mean, and so we get to know each other. So she invites me to a meeting, high level meeting. I want you to come be my guest. High level meeting. It's gonna be business leaders and, and, and civic leaders and church leaders. I want you to come. And so I'm like, God, it's amazing. I get my little Toyota Celica, got my one suit. I go over there to the meeting. There's thousands of people there, a couple thousand people. I don't know nobody. I don't know. And it's pre cell phone. Pre cell phone. Just go with me because none of you even imagine what I'm talking about. This was when there were dinosaurs walking the earth. Sasquatches, pre-cell phone. And so I go and I walk in and I can't, I don't know nobody. And I go up to the, you know, I go register. Hi, my name's Dino Rizzo. Dino Rizzo. We don't have a Dino Rizzo. So I'm stuck like Chuck. No name. They're calling. Anybody got his name tag? And everybody's in there like, he's the name. He has, you know. So he's like, hey, you need to go to the guest, you know, non-registered. And it's like in like the third annex eighth ballroom. I go down there. There's a lady down there. And all she's got is stickers that say, hello, my name is. You know how embarrassing that is when everybody else got high level lanyards. They got big time lanyards and names. And you know, she's like, what's your name? Dino, Dino. She writes down Gino. Like I'm here delivering pizza. I've got the pasta. So I'm so, I don't know anybody. You know, when you, do, you don't know anybody, and you're not talking to anyone. You're just trying to make up things. Just kind of, yeah, wow, that's a nice nail. You know, there's no cell phone. If you got a cell phone, you can, you can look at Portland. Yeah, excuse me. The whole event goes on. I leave, embarrassed. And I remember she, she sees me going, Dino, come, where you been? Oh, of course, with mingling. Some mingling. I said, well, listen, I'm so sorry. The meeting's also tomorrow night. You come and meet me. I said, oh, Lord, this is going to be great. She said, but listen, I'll have everything prepared for you. Well, the next night, I show up, and someone's looking for me. I walk in, uh, Pastor Dino? Yeah. <laughs> Brother Rizzo, come this way, please. I go past everybody. They got me a lanyard. Ooh, a nice one, too. 
It's like another level lanyard, like a high level lanyard. And they, they put it on me and I walk into the back. I'm with everybody, like the main politicians, they're civically high level leaders. She's, and I, all of a sudden I start talking to this, this incredible national figure. That if I mention his name, everyone knows. And he, he gets interested in me. And then he says, listen, I'm about to walk out there to make it a big deal. And he walk out. I want you to walk with me. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm about to walk with you. So, man, they start. I walk in. I think people are like, well, I thought that was the pizza guy, Gino. I thought, he, did you bring the lasagna? So I walk in. Man, it feels like mad. Sit at the head table. Hello. It's like, good to see y'all. Get done. Take pictures. Got my lanyard. I'm taking pictures. Now, hey, listen, here's the deal. I left and got in my Celica in the same suit I wore the day before. I'm still Gino. Same person. But hey, the invitation, come on, somebody. The inviting, the receiving, the making room for me, the openness changed everything. And, 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 and God Almighty doesn't want anybody feeling second class. Our Savior did not go to the cross so that anybody feels outside. He's opened it up so everyone gets to receive an invitation. And is a very important person. And, and, and that's, the, that's the, the heart of the kingdom of God is to make room. And that's the heart of this church. And guess what? A church like this doesn't make any sense if you don't understand that, that we're here to make room for others. And that once God reaches you, he reaches through you to reach someone else. That the Lord does not stop the reach once he reaches you. That it's a make room gospel. It's a make room opportunity because there's more room in you than you can think. Uh, we just got, we just read the little area of our house and my, my wife wanted to get a, 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 a banquette. I did not know what that was. It is a booth, but it's a banquette. And so we get this banquette. We get it at the house. We got pellets on it. It's a banquette. The, the interior deck designer's with us. At our, it's a banquette. I said, okay, this is awesome. She says, it seats three. That's a pillows on it. Three. That's a lot of money for three seats. <laughs> so I'm looking at that banquette three seats. Well, I, I, I keep thinking there's more than three seats. That banquet was born for something bigger than three seats. That banquet was made for something more than three. I bet you there's more than three in it. So my daughter has some friends over today and I said, Hey, let's take those pillows off the banquets. Let's just get all those pillows. And that's a shocking thing to move pillows in my home. It's just alarms are going off. And you know, so we move the pillows. We get six, almost seven people on the banquette. And I knew that banquette had more in it than three. Oh, come on, somebody. You have more in you than you think you do. You have more generosity. You have more serve. You have more love. You have more forgiveness. You can lead a small group. Hey, you can be on a team. There's more in you than you think. There's more in this church than we could ever imagine. There's room in this church for another. Fill up this room. It, could there be room for another room and another campus and another outreach and another food bank? Because I believe there's more room than we could ever imagine. Because God is a God that makes room for all of us. I wrote down some, some application here just to 
kind of help us land the plane here. This, this Luke chapter 14, encourage you on this three-year anniversary, Queen City Church. Here's the first thing that I learned of the story is that the servants had to stay flexible and fluid. It was the responsibility of servants to stay flexible. That they, they went out once, and when they came in, he said, hey, we're going to need to go back out another time. Hey, we're going to need to have two services. We're going to now need to go online, but we're going to now need to go back to the high school. Come on, somebody. Now we're going to need to do this to accommodate more people. Hey, is there a possibility that you could serve now on a greeter team? Could you be a part of, of helping so that the service stays fluid and flexible so that we can make room for others? And, and, and I'm sure those servants came in after the second time and said, man, we got to be done. Let's go ahead and eat our sandwich. And let's go ahead and get our brownie. And, and, and the, the, he comes back and says, I'm so sorry, but guess what? We're not done yet either. And you know what? We're not done as a church. Thank God for three years, but I can't wait to be at five years. And I can't wait to be at 10 years. I can't wait till the number says that there's been 1,864 people that have come to Christ. And now there's 3,864 people that have come to Christ. And now there's not just 1,200 people that have experienced small groups. There's 12,000 people that have experienced small groups. Why? Because we're not done yet. And whether it's the pain of COVID or it's the trauma of addiction. It's the darkness of anxiety and depression. It's, it's the challenge of, of mental health or it's the pain of divorce or it's, it's, it's the, it's the be there for someone who's walking through poverty, whatever those things are. Lord, we're going to stay flexible and we're going to stay fluid to, to make room for people so that we're not closed off. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to an event that you thought, man, they love each other, but they don't love me. They enjoy being around each other, but they don't enjoy being around me. Thank God for a church that opens up the circle, opens up the circle that there's, there's always room for one more on, on, on this banquette. We'll scoot over and make room for one more. And, and that's the heart of God. And that's how God wants us. And so to be, to be in that as a servant, we got to stay fluid and flexible. Here's the second thing that I learned from this story is that excuses made others miss out. They all could have participated, but man, I got this going on. And again, they weren't wicked excuses. It weren't like they were going to, you know, be, you know, to be the devil, which is going to go do devil things. No, 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 no. Just misplaced opportunities. Just misplaced priorities. Just misplaced some things. And just made an excuse. He's got so busy. Man, I can't lead a small group. Man, you don't know what's going on in my life. I can't be on a team. You, you don't know what kind of family I came from. I, I, I mean, it's like people getting baptized. I can't get baptized because I can't mess my hair up. Got my hair going one way. I've been trying to get my hair to go this way all week long. And I'm going to get baptized. But my hair's going to go the other way. So we, we come up with these excuses. I can't give because you don't understand. When I, when I make more, I'll give more. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't, don't, don't act like that. It, you, you, know, you wait to get 10 sauces biscuits before you're going to give one away. Hey, you got two, give one of them away. 
That, that idea, when I make more, I'll be a tither. When I make more, I'll be an offering. Nah, that ain't done. Mm -mm 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 -mm. You give what you have. You give from where you're at. I, when everybody's busy. Everybody got a lot going on. All of us are super important. Massive important people in here. There are some of you, you are massive big. You are a big deal. FYI. You're a big deal. But does that keep us from participating with everything the master has prepared for us? And so excuses made others miss out. Here's the third thing. The invitation stayed open. I love how the invitation just stayed open. It's never closed. The, the invitation never closed. It just stayed open. Nothing like a good invite. You ever had anybody invite you? It was a good invite. Then there's those bad invites. It's like, you know you're getting invited because they forgot. You know, you, like you just weren't. But boy, ain't nothing like a good invite. Somebody, I love a good invitation. Get it in the mail. Boy, it's nice. Smell good. Somebody that sprayed something on it. Open it up. There's some confetti. You know, and it's like, you know, like a, like a, you know, like a koala bear walks out. Hello, mate. Love to invite you to the baby shower. Then it walks out the front door to its trainer. It's amazing. But then you open up another invitation. It's like bent up. Somebody done put coffee all stain on it. Don't even spell your name right. I mean, it's like you can tell the dip. Why? Because remember this. An invitation is a sample of something greater to come. If the invitation is good, oh, that party going to be good, boy. That's going to be a good party. They're going to have them good little snacks and they're going to have them good desserts. May have a chocolate fountain. Glory to God. Just lay in that thing. If the, in, if the invitation is good. Hey, do you know what? Every single day we are a sample of God's love. We live our life at our workplace, in our apartment complex, by our trailer park, over here at the campus. Why? We're all an invitation. And we're letting people know, hey, if you enjoy me, you ought to check out my church. If you think I'm kind, you ought to meet my pastor. If you think I'm loving, you ought to meet the one called Jesus Christ. And so our, we live a life where our in, the, the invitation is uh, that we're making room. And then the last thing, which I, I just made a big idea. Just a big idea this three-year anniversary is this right here. Just to encourage you, just to remind you of something, is a heart or life that has room or makes room for others is the most inviting life. I have time for you. I can listen. I'm here for you. Some of the greatest things we can ever say to someone who's going through a pain, I'm here for you. Someone who's trying to find sobriety, I'm here for you. Someone who's navigating trauma, I'm here for you. I don't have all the answers. I can't fix it, but I'm here for you. My life is open. I'll say it again. A harder life that has room or makes room for others is the most inviting life. And you and I can live that way. We can make that happen through our life, through our church, through our small group. Because guess what? I just wrote down four little values. You can serve. All of us can serve. All of us have something to contribute. There's something about your life. There's something about your journey. There's something about the way you see the world that could be a blessing to someone else. There's just something about the way you feel. 
My wife feels, we cry at different things. We laugh at different things. The way she's wired and, and the way she feels about the world and the way she's moved. There's something about it that when you put it in circulation for God's glory, it can make a dent in the darkness around us. There's something about the way, how you can serve, how you can hold a door, how you can be there, how you can lead a small group. There's a small group in you that's different than someone else's small group. Just because of, the, because of what you've walked through. But guess what? If we don't put it in circulation, nobody gets blessed. You ever know somebody who's about to bless somebody? That about to bless somebody doesn't bless anybody. Oh, I'm about to bless somebody today. About to bless somebody. Did you bless them? Nope. I'm about to tell somebody how much they mean to me. Did you tell them? Nope. They didn't get blessed. All of us can serve. Guess what? All of us can go all in. Lord, I'm just going to go all in. I'm going to do, do everything I can to, to be fully committed to the cause of Christ. The other thing I wrote down is just in my journal. And guess what? I believe we make a difference and we make room when we love. I love people. I'm going to love the people. I love this quote from Mother Teresa. I probably read it every other day. It's been in my Bible for 20 years. It says this, love has a hem to her garment that reaches to the very dust it sweeps the stains from the streets and lanes. And because it can, it must. Because I can forgive, because I can love, because I can speak a blessing, because I can lead a small group, because I can be faithful in my giving, because I can lean in, because I can notice others, I will. Because I can, I must. And that's love. And then the last thing is with just, you, just do, you just do it for Jesus. I'm just going to live my life for Jesus. I, I'm not going to live it for the audience of everybody. And I'm just going to live my life for the audience of one. I'm going to love people. I'm going to be there for people. I'm going to make room in my heart. Because guess what? You never know. You just never know. You never know what someone's walking through. You just never know. Uh, the other day, my son was, when he was in New York, uh, I got up early in the morning to take him to the airport. One of them early flights, like, like, like you're going duck hunting flight. I mean, early flight. <laughs> Like 3.30, got up, take him to the airport, 5 o'clock. Dropped him off, and he was going back to New York, and it was a big old city. And Man, my heart went out to him. He's walking in. I got a little emotional. I left him at the airport, rolled over to the Shell Station by the airport. And that's, a, that's a forgotten little community right there by our airport. It's painful. We have a dream center in that area. And I was, I was leaving and stopped in to get some fuel in my truck. And as I was getting fuel, I looked around, and there were four or five people wandering in the parking lot. I thought, well, they're going to, get, they're going to work. And, but it hit me. No, they're homeless. I was wondering. One of them was angling towards me to the trash can right by my truck. And I'm, I'm trying to fuel my truck. And, and, I, and I thought, man, let me, I, I, I want to give them something. I didn't have anything. And, and it's, you know, it's just the dynamic. You just you trying to keep your head on swivel. It's the dynamic. And, and he's going through the trash can right here. I'm fueling the truck. And I got a lot going on that day. I got to head out. I go to get my truck. And I know the Holy Spirit whispers to me. He says, give them something. I, I didn't have anything. All I had was cry. I had nothing. And then the Holy Spirit kept, said, look for something in your truck. How many does the Lord mess with you? I looked, if I look in my truck, find like a dollar underneath the seat, a dollar in the, in the, in the, in the uh, uh, drawer thing, what do you call that thing? What? Glove box. My guy. You, my guy. You know, another dollar in a backpack, five dollars. 
He said, I, I get done. I said, hey, man, excuse me, excuse me. I said, listen, man, I got to be honest with you. I don't want to give you nothing. I said, but I'm going to give you this $5. I said, it's not from me. It's from Jesus. Jesus told me to give this to you. I wish I, 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 I wish I was moved, but the Lord had to move me. He took that $5. He said, thank you. I go to get my truck. He said this to me. You going to pray for me? genius move you're now the pastor I'm going to hell I ain't worth a dime why am I even here I said yeah let me pray for you I prayed for him got done praying and I got done praying he hugged me Mayo, you could smell the street on him you smell the street Mother Teresa said the smell of the street is the smell that God loves because his son died on a trash heap. He hugged me. He said, thank you. He said, you made the son. He's telling me this. The son. He looked at me and he said, the S-O-N. Come up early for me. Man, I got in the truck. All I thought about is, why don't I listen to you more, Lord? Why don't I listen? I can't help everybody. And I can't put myself in situations. But I can, I can help when you tell me to. Hey, let's be that church. Let's be those people for another three years. On and on. Hey, better and better and better and better. Amen. Spare heads, let's pray. Father, thank you for each heart here. And Lord, thank you for just the opportunity. In a few minutes, the pastor's going to come and give you an opportunity to take a next step. Which is just amazing. But maybe you're here today and you feel far from God. You just feel far from God. And you just want to invite Jesus. You'll make room for the Lord. I'm not going to belabor this. Just take one moment and then pastor's going to come and help you get connected. Take a next step. Maybe even get baptized. But all across this room before I leave, if you're here, say, Dean, I just feel far from God. and I want to invite Jesus. I need, I need a new beginning. I need a fresh start today. This three-year anniversary, fresh start. If that's you, can you just slip up your hand all across this room? Not going to embarrass you. I just need a fresh start. Thank you. Does anyone say, I just feel far from God. I need a new beginning. Let's pray this prayer. Just pray from your heart, wherever you are. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died and you rose again. So thank you for that. Give me that fresh start. I make room for you in my heart. And be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Can we clap our hands for all those that just made that decision? Come on, why don't we celebrate with them? That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People.